Welcome to episode 356. It is Monday, some Monday motivation for everyone and also myself. And because this podcast is every day now, we're going to get to the point where some days a lot of stuff doesn't change necessarily, but a lot of information is gained by me. By the research and it has been quite an eventful morning I feel a bit delayed in any event let's first say why I feel a need to speak about that is because right now for the time that I'm doing this will be 1533 GMT time. That's five, no, that's four hours less for EST and seven hours less for PST because the time has a change and has a changing. Okay, so because of the time has a change in, which I can't find now, um, we have to take on board that. There's our less. So when I look at, you know, these dates, especially when the moon has just changed constellation spaces, and since yesterday, where it was at zero degrees Aquarius, and now it is at 11 degrees Aquarius, hasn't made a big movement. But in the morning like as as we were sleeping <laughs> when our moon was at six degrees it was aligned with one of my favorite galaxies one of our favorite galaxies one of the closest galaxies and one of the ones that we that we are familiar with because it looks like an eye and you'll see it a lot 
um, in photographs. It's called the Helix, Helix Galaxy. And it's quite interesting. It says it looks like what our sun will look like once it loses all its hydrogen. And that kind of relates to water. And I'm not a chemist and I'm not going to pretend to know what that means. What I'm looking for is a connection, what I'm slowly discovering with galaxies, the kind of people who are a little bit out of this world. And when I looked at the list, the birthday list, I found a person that I knew about that never really, to be honest, resonated with or really knew, and that was Mahela Jackson. Now she's famous, gospel jazz singer, icon, queen of gospel, all these titles, but nobody really talks about the trouble she's seen. Born with bowed legs that they had to massage, talk about a home remedy, massage greasy dishwater water on every day that it worked, <laughs> they straightened out. And then her mother died when she was five, but she was raised by aunt and uncle, but she was really religious and she loved to sing in the church. And it was kind of like awkward, like a kind of um, unusual church, like a very Uranus church where they would and be more animated. And so, through this animation, the way she used her voice was sim different than other people. And when she performed at Carnegie Hall, which was separated, segregated, the people of color were responding to her singing and they felt the energy because that was similar to what her church was known for was people reacting to the sounds, to the gospel songs, to the spirit, beautiful, powerful spirit of music. The funny thing is, even though she's born today on October 26th, for which this podcast is for, but she's born in 1911, on that day, like today, <laughs> and that's not an accident, well, I mean, is it an accident? Because the moon is not on the, in the same place um, as that day, or it's not on the same place as that day, but the numbers are different positions don't necessarily show up on a day like today, but they have. And it just, I've spent quite a lot of time, I'm going to link the, the kind of autobiographical video that I watched, which was really inspiring. And she was very instrumental in the civil rights movement. She wasn't um, a 
store. She didn't have a story that included drugs and despair, even though she was didn't have a happy marriage. But how many strong women do <laughs> back then? Uh, now, sometimes it's improving. But she was very um, powerful woman. So what I found leads to this and to the beehive, to not the beehive cluster, but it reminds me of the beehive cluster, to the helix galaxy, or actually it's not a galaxy, is it? It's a planetary nebula. So I don't know if I say galaxy. Some people say galaxy, some people say helix. Anyway, it's a nebula. It's a cloud like me. Not like me. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. What I want to share with you is that because this helix nebula, this amazing looking star that looks like an eye that is coined, a.k.a. Eye of God, is where Mahela's Chiron was. Now, Mahela didn't have some ordinary Chiron. Mm-mm. I mean, Chiron wasn't even really known at the time that she was born. That's later. But because Chiron is so magically placed, and because I know through, you know, looking at really so many and uh, charts that Mercury always has a way with communication that may be voice, that may be writing, that's very often musicians and singing, because that is a real form of international communication. She was famous around the world. They called her, oh, was it the Queen of Peace in Paris? And she sang all over the world. And she neglected herself while she was singing all over the world and then had to go to the hospital and all that. It had to be air, you know, taken off the stage, basically, in Germany and flown back to America. In any event, what I found interesting about her is that her Chiron is aligned with this Eye of God. And she refused to do any um, kind of nightclub-y music because she was so fixated on the spirit, the higher her God, right? And her moon was at the galactic center. So what happens when the moon is at the galactic center and Chiron is at the eye of God at the helix nebula? We have to look at what else, because what was really clear and poignant was this Pluto. You had a pure Pluto. Can you imagine? A transformative, pure Pluto, meaning it aligned with her son. Pluto was at the beginning of, oh, ooh, 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 okay, ooh. Yes, this explains it. Pluto was in Orion. Oh, I got chills now. 
Pluto was at six degrees Orion. You see these sixes because that's the verification. Her Mercury was at 42. Mercury, that's six as well. Her Venus was at 33. That's six as well. So Pluto was trying, in the same element as I say, trying very tightly, very closely, no messing about with her son and with Mercury. And it was in opposition of her moon, which like I've kind of started to you know, like oppositions. I know that because when we talk about, um, you know, special stars, oppositions are like being on the same. It's like two magnets connect. So it, it is a quite a good thing to have. It's all about perspective. They're all good, actually. I come from that perspective that they're all good. So with the moon being in the galactic center and Pluto in the first house, even opposite the moon, this is so powerful to be able to make a lasting impression, which obviously she has, right? But to bring in the Chiron, because Chiron just puts the icing on the cake, it's the tightest conjunction, um, connection aspect. And it's trying both the Sun and Mercury. So you have this, you know, what you call grand try between Chiron at the MC, mind you, Pluto in the first house, and her son and her Mercury, and may I add her south node. So, she, you know, a lot of times I know this people say, oh, how can that person sing? She never, she did take some singing lessons after people decided she could sing. <laughs> but she knew how to sing before she came into this world. She had a lot of retrograde planets as well. Quite a few for that. And she had a very strong satis energy, which I like to acknowledge as well from uh, people who are you know sometimes bigger than life and sharing it but the beauty is of this wonderful soul whose voice was a healer on these uh, Sundays can you imagine people flopped to hear her sing because it was healing. She brought magic just when she opened her mouth to share. She brought transformation and feeling. If you watch some of the videos, you'll be amazed. So I was, I was touched. I've been moved today. And I hope you have a look at the link of her life because one thing that I was taking away from it is that she worked a lot because, you know, she didn't make money right away from singing. She used to clean houses ever since she was a little girl, babysat since she was young. 
And when she encountered racism after, you know, like Muhammad Ali, so many during that time had traveled the world or had a standing ovation at Carnegie Hall and then couldn't eat in the restaurant down the street. She could buy a house and then people attacked her in the house and wanting her to leave just because the color of her skin. She even said, she said, the people stand up and applaud me and then the same people won't give me a drink or a cup of coffee and thing. And you know, I never want to play. I wasn't raised to play the the victim game. I wasn't, but you know what I know? My mother taught me and she taught me not to play the victim game. She taught me when people have a problem with the color of your skin, it's their problem. But you know what the problem is with very much anybody in America, African American, is that they are American. They build that country like everybody else did. And so much joy and richness is due to the very people in America who are discriminated against. America would not be America, the America that is known all over the world, without the base of the indigenous tribes, without the peoples of Africa coming over, being brought over, and the story, people forget the African-American story, change that country's world and the world beyond. Because this is a situation where there was a culture before people got to the Americas. Then the Europeans came to America and did nasty things. Spanish, all of them. And then they decided they needed free labor and then they brought over peoples of Africa, took them away from their homeland, not by choice, and took their name, forbid them to speak their own language, forbid them to speak their own culture. And so what, I, what came to me, really what came to me really clearly, because I do believe that Black Lives Matter is hijacked by people like George Soros. I've, I've listened to an interview with him. I know this is, these people are not good. And I know, I hate to say it, Hillary Clinton's also. She's born today as well. But I wouldn't talk about her. I have written about her. And I'll repost it all in my story. But there is, sad to say, there is truly evil in the world and it's not always necessarily the people it is those who want control and if where we are now with the censorship let's just start there with your voice being taken away your opinion you not having access to certain books 
for example, the contagion myth, I'll put another link there, about viruses, that is banned by Amazon, who we now all give our money to. I will not. I was so upset. I have to take down, I have to close my shop. Not that I sell anything there. But this is, the for me, the proof. I always say that there is proof that this is a long agenda against humanity. And I don't think it's the humans who are doing it. Because that's not what a human is. There's something unhuman about what's going on now. <sighs> so, that's my bit. I think I said enough today. So, I would like you to know what the heavenly bodies were yesterday. Ha, 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 ha. They were still ha, ha, ha. Okay, so one thing we can see that's different today is that Mercury has moved ahead of the sun. Proof that Mercury is the faster moving than the sun is. And it's moved, now how do, that's a line. Normally it would move ahead, it's moved backwards because it's retrograde, right, Claudette? Okay, so it's no longer at the same degree like it was yesterday. It is at 37 degrees, mind you. So if you have 37 degrees in your chart, or 36, or no, or 38, you know that. And our sun has moved to 39 degrees, and it only has about four or five more days in Virgo. So it's deep in Virgo now. And Mercury is passing it going into Virgo so this is a very people ask me somebody asked me this morning what's going on in the sky I'm like take your power back speak your truth Mercury's on its way to Octaurus where the new moon was we're hitting a uh, 31st full moon with Uranus at 9 degrees of Aries aligning with Satus opposite the sun so it's kind of like a full Uranus moon like what is going to happen I'm thinking keep the vibration high keep the vibration high it's gonna it could be challenging because you know I don't I'm telling you where they are I'm not telling you what to expect but I am telling you you keep your vibration high unconditional love best case scenario that is how we have to, I believe, we can go forward, not backwards, okay? Because I see there's a lot of energies trying to bring our vibration down. We don't want to do that. We're happy to say that Venus is also in Virgo. It's at four degrees. It's moved a bit. And the north node's at 27 degrees. Taurus, Uranus is already at 9 degrees, just entered. Eris, which is important to know because it's retrograde. It was at 32 when it started. Now it's at 31 degrees. Mars is at 25 degrees, like yesterday. Chiron. So since we talk about Chiron, when uh, being at 6 degrees Aquarius, when Mahela J 
Jackson was born and then made these amazing tries to Pluto and connections to the galactic center and really giving that power of healing as a key to healing. Singing, maybe. Singing the spirit. Also speaking your truth. And say it loud. Say it clear. And Chiron will be at 13 degrees. Also vibrating at a four by the time the full moon comes along. Neptune is still at 20 degrees and closing in for tomorrow, okay, the moon will be aligned with Neptune. So maybe we can look and see what is happening when the moon is aligned with Neptune. So what I'm going to try to do, and maybe you can give me some feedback. If I do the podcast later today for tomorrow, because it's not going to be tonight. I mean, it's not going to be, probably be, when is going to be California night when that's going to happen? It's only be only fair to see if that is the case, right? How would we do that? Then we would know what's happening, right? If it is still, um, if we can see if the conjunction happens there. Now, the conjunction is happening tomorrow for all countries. Okay, so that's not an energy for thing, but you know, it's about the journey. It's about our moon journey. The moon is moving just kind of like, you know, starting this movement in the sea from the sea goat Capricorn into Aquarius and yeah so it is in a good place and when you remember that Aquarius is all about humanity all about the flowing water equally same above and below the same the two lines are the same and they are water bears they're water carriers even though it's an air sign because it has the information that's carried in the feeling that is about humanity. It makes us human to be able to think and to feel at the same time, not just feel. Like, you know, animals, we are able to, to think and to do something about it. So we need to rise and remember our humanity. And during this time, that only our moon and Neptune are in air. And a lot of things like our sun and Mercury and Venus are all in Virgo. Virgo is able to understand air through Mercury. It's the key because Mercury is connected to Gemini and that's the air that Un, that is like the rainbow bridge. That's why I say, speak your truth. Like I'm speaking my truth today. Like I'm doing the program. I'm out there. I'm saying, take your power back. And people are. I see little things happening all over the world where people are like, no, I'm not doing that. No, I don't want to wear a mask. No, no, no. So there is some hope, which is great. 
So if there's something in your on your mind, it's an invitation now to speak your mind and use your voice, the air. And if not, just breathe. Use that air. Be inspired. Look up to the clouds. See how the clouds move in the sky. Well, there's some here. Just how air can move. That's what's beautiful about thick air. It's free. It's so free. It can't be tied down by anything. And you say what you feel. And it's yours. And nobody can change it. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful moment and day. Did I say where I didn't? Oh, oh, yes, I did. I did say, or I didn't say. Um, well, because you, oh, wait, hold up. Hold up. You, um, I did say, yeah, the sun was at 37. No, 39. Mercury is at 37. Jupiter is still at 23. Pluto is still at 26. Saturn is 29 of Sagittarius. The moon at this time, 1533, which will be an hour and a half when people get that out, is at 11 degrees on its way to Neptune. Won't be there till tomorrow because it moves one degree a day. So you can figure out how. And Chiron, I said where it was. So they're all going to more or less stay the same because this is something slowly moving getting ready so look at the details be mindful and I say I see nothing in Scorpio but don't forget and I almost did the south node is in a focus also at a four at 13 degrees so it's a player that's how I see it south node is a player because it's at four Planet X is a player because it's at 4. It's 31. Venus come in to be a player. It's at 4. Today, bring balance, balance, balance. And I think later on today, our sun might move uh, into 4 degrees. So that would make it a 4 as well. Right? Which would be interesting. Yes, it will be. So, the four is the balance, north, west, south, east, the four elements, balance, balance, balance. Okay, I'm out of here. Take care of yourself, please. You know, if you want to know more about beautiful Mahela Jackson, there is that information and oh I didn't I did find some like I said Hillary Clinton has a birthday today but we didn't talk about her because when I looked at her chart I got scared and that was like a year ago before a lot of this stuff came out about her so that's all I have to say about that and who else let me just there's not a lot oh the guy um Seth McFarley from Family Guy, American Heat's voice again, right? Known for the, the creator and the voice of those TV shows. American Dad, Ted, and stuff. He's very good with his voice, isn't he? Mm. 
So we have also, I don't know, Anthony Rapp. I don't know, but he's good for his voice, I guess. And he's listed here. Oh, Kurt Urban. He's a New Zealand singer. He's good with his voice, too. Then we have a lot of, you know, I think it's just because, oh, what? Kelly Rowan? That's not Kelly Rowan, the one we know, because it says she's a... That's somebody else. Kelly Rowan, a Canadian actress and producer. Uh, she's born today. We have also um, lots of tennis players, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Ted Demi. He's a, f- a film director. Singer-songwriter Natalie Merchant from the 10,000 Maniacs. Somebody would know her. She's got. She's born the same year as I am. Not gonna tell you what year that is, and today. <laughs> um, do da do da do. I do edit a lot because some people are just they get too much attention, and they haven't changed. Ooh, guess I'm gonna go out. We got a real thing coming down. There's a whole lot of rhythm going around. Bootsy Collins, Funkadelic, was born in Ohio today in 1951. I tell you, these voices just keep giving, giving and giving and giving it, giving it. Like I said, Hillary was born in 47. Scary. And Jacqueline Smith, my, what are you, the Charlie's Angels. Bob Hopkins, also known for his voice, English actor who framed Roger Rabbit. Really well known for his voice. And see how that works in? See how this is not Scorpio season? Because Scorpio, it doesn't have anything to do with Mercury. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> uh, oh, it's like called Jacques Lucier, French pianist composer who created jazz arrangements of Bach and other classical music and born in 1934. There's quite a few composers. You know, music is also another form of communication. I said that before. And, yeah. Loads of them. You can look this up in, on this day if you want to know more. Oh, yes. Mind you, in 1920, a woman called T.C. Jones was born in Pennsylvania. And she was an American female impersonator. Also good with her voice. Heh. Just going, giving it, keep on giving it. Giving it about the voice. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't know. The guy who played in the Adams Family, Jackie Connor with the bald head, he's born today. He was born in 1914, three years after Mahala Jackson. That's a gospel singer, born in 1911, and I don't see anybody else. We're getting to the 1800s. Oh, that's interesting. Napoleon Hill in 1883 was born on this day. He's an American writer and philosopher. And I think he's known for Think and Grow Rich. Born in Pound, Virginia. Oh, you can't make that up. 
and oh really no that's not that oh this i found interesting the father of frida did you know he was german i didn't know that uh guillermo kale um frida kalo i was a Kahlo. he's a photographer He's born in 1871, German-Mexican photographer and father of Frida Kahlo, born in Fortsheim, Germany. I know Fortsheim, Germany, because I used to live in Germany. How about that? Mm -hmm. I thought that was quite interesting. Yes. And anybody else? Mm. No. A lot of people were like in the army back then. Oh, there's Stefano Golinelli, Italian pianist and composer, and born in 1818. Henry Smart, organist and composer, born in London, 1813. We have anybody else? A Greek composer, Nicola Os. Mats Zaros, Italian Greek composer, born in 1795. And that's all I'm going to. Oh, there's. See, I don't, I don't um, celebrate really warmongers and things like this. Carl Leonard Reinhold, an Austrian philosopher, elementary philosophy. Wonder what that's about, don't know. 1757. Ernest Louis Mueller, a Polish composer and flautist, born in Warsaw. We have to keep all these countries in there. Because, you know, other people from other countries do things. Now we have to keep that in. Right? Dutch painter. Ooh, Erik is this Gelda. Dutch painter. Born in the Netherlands. In the Netherlands. Ooh, and that's it people thanks for listening thank you for your support Ooh, it's a nice long one today wonder if you made it to the end if you made it to the end can we give you a present mm. so i'm at aka cloudette share the podcast and we'll see if we get you a present <gasps> Ah, ha, ha. Take care. Bye.